Today on the Live Loud Life podcast, I'm going to give you the top three things that I would never say to a patient that has lower back pain. The Live Loud Life podcast, what our mission and goal is to help guide you to the adventurous life that you're made for. I mean, we do that through a variety of different ways, but but what we but what we find is that we want to create autonomy, right? You should understand how your body works and operates, and that's going to give you the best chance to live a loud, adventurous life because you know what your body's capable of. You know how to manage certain aches and pains when they come up, but you also know when to reach out, reach out for help and, and to resources when you might have hit that 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 capacity point where you can no longer help. And there and there is those times, right? There are times where we need a little bit of help, the our knowledge and expertise in our own bodies has only gone so far, and that's the same for me. While I am still a healthcare provider in the health health field, there's a lot of information that I just don't understand, and so I reach out to help to others that can help me out for that. But what we are good at is helping you understand movement mechanics, body awareness, strength, mobility, and stability, and that's what we're going to talk about today to a certain degree. Uh, we're going to try to boil this down into the top three things that I would never say to an individual that has lower back pain. And these are, excuse me, these are essentially, unfortunately, many of the top three things that most people say to, to patients with lower back pain. So we're trying to flip the narrative. We're trying to change the conversation. And, and I'm going to give you a little bit of the reason why for each one of these so that you understand the importance and the necessity of how this will help you through the, through the rehab, through the recovery of lower back pain, whether that is acute, meaning it just happened, or it's something that's chronic that you've been dealing for a long period of time. Okay. So the first one is you should wait and rest. Right now, this is what we assume is kind of the standard medical model, right? Something hurts, it's just, just, just let it heal. Just, just sit back uh, and don't do anything, and just let things heal. Now, that is required for some cases, but in the case for lower back pain, that is probably one of the worst things that you could do. Why? Well, it only is going to make you stiffer, and oftentimes that just breeds more pain, right? The whole goal of lower back pain or any any recovery model is to get you going in the right direction as soon as possible, and that can be started from day one. Now, it changes, obviously, based on the person and the type of pain that they have, but to just sit and wait and not do anything is probably one of the worst things that you could possibly possibly do. And sometimes that can actually exacerbate pain, especially when we're talking about disc, disc injuries or sciatica or these flexion intolerant based lower back uh, conditions or presentations that we get. Why? Because when you sit around and do nothing or even laying in bed, you're oftentimes put into a slump stew position, which would oftentimes create more flexion and exacerbate those sciatica, disc, and or flexion intolerant low back pain. So that is a very important thing to note and, and, and to not do is to just sit and wait. Now, the second, the second thing that I would never say to a patient with lower back pain is you need adjustments and the adjustments are going to put you back into alignment. Now, as a chiropractor, we hear this a lot, right? Uh, it's from, from our own field. Now, as a chiropractor, we do know and, and understand the benefits of spinal manipulations or adjustments, but what we're doing is we're not putting things back into alignment. Everyone has some degree of asymmetry or malformations or different, uh, different amounts of alignment issues 
that do not necessarily correlate to any pain. And we see this in studies too, where they look at individuals that have scoliosis, where we know things are out of alignment, they don't have any pain, right? They could have perfect function, uh, normal pain levels, or, or, or no pain levels at all, but yet we assume that and it's an alignment issue and that by putting things, quote unquote, back in place is going to fix your pain, and that is just not the case. Now, what adjustment and manipulation can do for you is drastically help reduce pain. But, but more importantly, what we're trying to do is we're trying to maintain movement, maintain movement and mobility. So if we're able to adjust the spine and help unlock joints that might be guarded or protected because of the injury, then we can maintain a lot of the good functional range of motion that you have to make sure that our recovery plan is not hindered by any of those issues. So it is a necessary part of the process, in my opinion, but it's not the only thing that is needed. And you definitely need something else to go with it and paired with it, such as a specially tailored rehab program or model specific towards your needs and your pain. Now, the third, which is, uh, again, common in our profession, but also in that next level of stage when we're starting to talk about um, pain management, pain specialist or orthopedist, is that we need an x-ray or an MRI to determine what is wrong and or we need those pieces of information to to set a plan moving forward. Now, while that while any form of data can be helpful, what we also have to understand is just like the uh, the normal variation of asym asymmetries or malalignments in, in everyone's spine, that this is also true for incidental findings that you see on x-rays and MRIs. So it does not mean that what you see on an x-ray and MRI is in fact contributing to your pain. Now, there are times where what you see would be an example of what uh, is what is presented. And there is, again, a time and a place where we need it. But for the majority of individuals, you do not need an x-ray or an MRI to determine cause of pain. And but more importantly, to set to set up and structure what the plan is moving forward. Those are not vital pieces of information. And if you see a great provider, someone who is specializing in lower back pain such as ourselves, is through a proper assessment and evaluation. Uh, and and, and, interesting, and the, interestingly enough, the majority of the information that we get is just through visual uh, assessments is while orthopedic assessments where I can stress certain areas are important, we get the majority of our information just through functional and movement-based assessments, which allows us to work with other individuals that maybe are not within a close proximity that can come see us. So you have resources that can help you just based on watching you move and communicating and understanding what your uh, pain pain is like where you feel your pain and how your pain responds to certain movements certain postures certain positions right so x-rays and mris are simply just a still image of what you look like at that given point in time now consider this as well if you're in pain oftentimes we have an antalgic lean whether that's forward or to the side but yet that image is skewed because of you bending away assuming that there is a problem there when it simply might just be you're trying to you're trying to move in a certain way to help alleviate uh, discomfort so again, a good and a critical piece of information that can help, but this is end of the road. Again, so many professions rely simply on this image and not understanding what are your goals? What are your limitations? What are the things that trigger your pain? What are the things that actually make your, feel, your pain feel better? How does it feel when you do this? How does it feel when you do that? All of that information collected and pulled together will give you a much better plan and approach than just looking at what you see 
on an x-ray and MRI and assuming that that is the cause and, and that is the intervention that has to take place, right? So we see this with chiropractors like, oh, you're out of alignment. Let me put you back in alignment. Well, three months later, alignment doesn't change because that might have been your normal variation, but yet you're still chasing down alignment. The goal should be chase down function. Improve your range of motion, improve your strength, improve your pain levels, improve your ability to do more, and all of a sudden, pain goes down, right? These are all intertwined where they work together, but what we see on the x-ray or MRI may not change at all, indicating that that is not the cause of your pain because if it's still there and your pain's gone, it can't be the cause of pain. Right. And we see this oftentimes where uh, degenerative disc disease gets blamed a lot, excuse me, for lower back pain. Degenerative disc disease does not come on overnight. Right. But yet we see individuals coming in with reports that show moderate to severe, whatever that might be, disc degeneration or degenerative or um, uh, uh, I apologize, uh, spinal degeneration. Right. That builds up over time, but yet their pain all of a sudden came to a focal point on it happened yesterday or it happened a week ago or over the last two months it's been progressively increasing. Degeneration does not happen that fast, so it cannot be the cause of your pain when you see a when you see a more abrupt change in either range of motion mechanics, pain level, so on and so forth. So that is a vital piece of information for you to understand if you have been blamed, uh, or sorry, if your degenerative disc disease or spinal degeneration has been blamed for the pain that you have, it is most likely not the case. Now, again, all of these informations, while we are saying we would never say these things, it comes with a time and a place. The most important thing to note is that you have to have a good assessment and evaluation and conversation with your providers. It really irritates me that the fact that, and even this is even, unfortunately, it comes with the nature of sometimes the, uh, the providers you refer to, but so many times we have patients who go into what are supposed to be spine specialists, pain management doctors, and they get five minutes with a doctor looking at their x-ray and MRI and saying, this is what's on your x-ray, this is wrong, this is wrong, you need to do X, Y, and Z, whether that's drugs, steroid surgery, whatever that is, and they just get bombarded with this information. But yet we have a conversation and sit down. When did it start? How is it? What's going on? What are your triggers? What are the things that make you feel good? So on and so forth. Because all of that will indicate what movements we can and maybe should not do. I'm not going to say cannot do to help guide you through a healing process while continuing to move forward and progress, right? You should not wait and rest. Your spine is not out of alignment and you do not need x-rays and MRIs to set up a good rehab and recovery plan for your low back pain. So Keep that in mind. If you are not getting the answers to your question, if you're feeling like you're just getting swept under the rug or just putting back into the wheel of uh, referrals of going back and forth, please reach out to us. We'd love to have a conversation with you and help set you up for a plan that can get you back to all the adventurous things that you enjoy doing with the confidence and knowing that your back is strong and resilient and that you can do all the things that you want to be able to do. Until next time, guys, live loud.